weekend it was. Look, enough is enough. Through the hurt, through the pain, you sit back and you try to find words that will help you put things into perspective. You sit back and you try to figure out how to explain to your children what they are seeing on television. You sit back and you try to figure out how I can make a difference. You sit back and you try to make sense of it all. And then you realize that if I continue to sit back and not be a voice for those who are being dehumanized, if I just sit back and not stand up for racism, feminism, or injustices, then I can't induce change. Look, we can't be silent. We must be heard. We must incite change no matter your race, no matter your religion, and no matter your political party. If you don't know, you have tuned into another exciting episode of Talk to Talk with Mo Orr. We have so much to talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> we got so many topics to cover. So before we get started, this would be the perfect time to tell anyone and everyone that is not watching or listening to go watch the show and listen to my damn podcast. Oh, no, you heard me. Oh, we have a great one lined up for you today and some very, very, very special guests waiting in the wings and anxious to get started. But first, this podcast is brought to you by The Jerky Zone. When you're looking for that high protein pack snack to get you back on track, oh yeah, the next stop, Kenny Nash said it's The Jerky Zone. And Intro Wheels, where custom rims make your classic cars come to life. And lastly, Advantage Capital Management, where the plus in the logo signifies above and beyond commitment to adding value to investments by providing A-plus impact to the world we touch. You can also watch this podcast on our app, www.thsn.today. Watch, submit, share. Download the app. Oh yeah, I know you want to work out, you want to ride in your car, you could also listen to this show on Apple and Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, and Spotify. Oh yeah, building a family brand. So let's get to it. Today's topic, like I said before, is building a family brand, all in the family with the Gillises. I know, Tony told me two S's. I heard him. My guests today are a husband and wife duo that I have known for a long, long time over 20 years to be exactly vague. I know, oxymoron. I've known them before they were a couple and they were a positive and powerful then, but now together they are even more positive and more powerful. Please welcome Mark and Leslie Gillisey to Talk the Talk. What's going on, y'all? Hey, Mo, <laughs> thanks so much for having us, man. How you guys doing today? 
good, good. You know, we're, we're so excited that you've created your podcast. It just goes to show you, since you're on Spotify, no wonder Joe Rogan is moving to Spotify. He got to move to Spotify. He needs to follow his dream. <laughs> just like I did. Forget the 100 million. Mo Orr is on Talk to Talk on Spotify. That's where I'm going. Come on, man. He got to come and follow it. Look, and if you guys haven't noticed, anytime that you have a sidekick, you kind of kind of bring them on. Batman had their sidekick, which was Robin. I got my sidekick, which is Tony Rosignal, the CTO of the High School Narrative. What's going on, Tony? Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. I will say that this is one of the prettier couples we've had. They're, they're right up there with the wares, boy. They're up there with the wares. I know, right? Our kids are Yes, absolutely. Hey, and if you've seen them kids... It's all Leslie, just so you know. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, hey, man. It's so exciting to, like, I've been watching. I, you know, I, I'm a stalker. You know, I, I see you guys on the social media platforms. And I'm like, come on. We have to get those messages out to as many people as possible. Yeah, Tony told you guys, we're on, we on Roku. That's over 90 million people out there able to sit back and listen and watch and see what is going on with the Gillises. <laughs> we met about 20-something years ago. We used to work at a, at a restaurant called Champs in the Irvine Spectrum. And uh, so I knew them before they were a couple, like I said in my intro. And then they became this couple. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Leslie's so nice, and I know that <laughs> personality. And now, over 20 years later, do you guys realize that it's been over 20 years? That's crazy. I yeah. didn't until you actually brought it up. That's a, that is a long time to actually know somebody and deal with somebody. And what's so funny is, is that just so you know, people out there listening and watching, I don't get to see them every single day, but. When you have a genuine love and friendship with individuals, no matter where they go, they can go to New Zealand and live there for 10 years. They can go to Australia, live there for four years. And all of a sudden, bing, you pick up where you left off. I think that's what kind of happens, especially with me and Mark, because Mark would come in from time to time. I would see him all over the place. Yep. And we always had that genuine, fond uh, love and respect for each other. So I appreciate you guys being on the show today. No, thank you, Mo, for having us. Having it's so us. funny. When I used to come see you every now and again at the restaurant, it was always, where's Les? No matter where I go, it's not about me. It's always, where's Les? And I would always get upset. Why'd you go back to see Mo without me? <laughs> <laughs> see, we were all worried about one another, so that's great. <laughs> so, look, kind of talk to me about how this love affair began and uh, you know, in, in the in the restaurant industry and stuff like that, in the service industry, people meet each other and see each other and you know work with each other and hang out and stuff like that. So how did all this? How did this love affair begin for you guys? You um, want his version or my version? Well, first I'm gonna get his version, then I get the real. <laughs> so if you remember, there's like a there was like a there was like a ramp by uh, by the by the corner of the restaurant, and I remember specifically. Her, I was going down the ramp. She was walking up the ramp. And it, it was like slow-mo. Like our eyes had, <laughs> had come across. And I was like, dang, who was that? You know, it was summertime. So she was even darker Filipino than she is now. And uh, I remember telling one of the busters uh, and a couple of their employees, like, man, 
Um, and, and I got nothing to hide. I mean, I was I was kind of crazy when I was younger. I was into the party scene. I said, you said kind of, folks. I, I <laughs> that for a long time. He should take that word out of his vocabulary. <laughs> but I literally, I remember talking to my buddy who was also working at the time. And I said, dude, this is the type of girl that if I can actually settle down and get a date with her, I would throw all the partying out. I would mature right, right away and grow out of this funk. And sure enough, I, I think for me, the, the game was on then. And um, that's kind of like my short, my short version, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so so did you did you go ask her out at that time? Did it take you some time to ask her out? How did that work? Oh, no, 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 never. She had a boyfriend at the time, so she paid no attention to me whatsoever. <laughs> and so she wouldn't even give me the time of day. But it wasn't until I left Champs and I went to go manage other restaurants. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with BJ's Americana. That's in, correct. Uh, in Huntington Beach. And it wasn't until she finally broke up with that said boyfriend that she gave me a call. And by this time, I was a I was a bachelor in my own studio down in Newport Beach. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and sure enough, uh, I want to say it was 4th of July. Yeah. Right? 4th of July. And she came down there. And you know how crazy Newport Beach can get on the 4th of July. And so, yeah. uh, as you can say, there were more fireworks than what you saw in the sky. <laughs> All right. That's our, so, Leslie, is this is this pretty accurate? Um. <laughs> uh, yes. With a few, yes, I, I would say, I would say so. I mean, he, he definitely, uh, he pursued, he asked several times and, um, it's funny and I don't even know if you remember this, but I kept saying no, cause I, you know, was with a guy and he at one point actually started dating somebody else at the restaurant <laughs> and and I actually really remember that time thinking, oh wow, like there was like a, a, a stint of jealousy. Oh look, here's our, here's our youngest. What's up? <laughs> is that the finger guy? Yeah, this Say is baby, hi. It's baby Jet. Baby Jet, how you doing, sir? You gonna wait or you gonna be shy? You can be shy. Mine won't even come on camera with me, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, have your sister sneak you, okay? Bailey. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, don't be sorry. This is real life right about here. About running business and family, right? This is real life quarantine right here, no matter what. Yep. Like, are you working yep. from home? Well, no, I'm in the, I'm in a, a, a satellite office and then the kids walk in. Okay, I'm uh, really yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Are you good? Yes, you, go get your athletes. Go get your sisters. They'll get you. Bailey, yes. Joey. That's awesome. Okay. So yes, um, so there was a, a slight little jealousy that I actually felt. And that's when I, the first time I actually thought, ooh, are there like weird feelings stirring here? But I, I let it go, I ignored it. And then we we actually stayed friends. He left. Uh, I had broken up with my boyfriend a while be before, I mean, months, maybe a year or so had passed until I contacted him again because we had built that strong friendship and it was one of those where I knew I didn't want him to be a rebound type of thing and so um yeah I called him 4th of July and it was actually my roommate at the time that forced me to do it and she said you just gotta just go for it you know you don't know what he's been up to really just call him and so I did and 
it really and it's funny we so we hung out that day but we still really just stayed friends until february the following year was when we finally made it official that's awesome it was so funny because you are so correct right when i first heard i was like my mark but like the mark i know is dating leslie <laughs> like yeah i'm like that's not possible that's not possible mark is just out there i was so excited and then all these years later like fast forward to like right now and i'm like this is awesome this is great and the positivity that you guys exude and the the uh, uh, just so you know mark leslie changed you just so you know and that's great Hey, by the I way. needed it. I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's 100% great. And because, uh, I mean, you used to go out and hang out and party and, you know, you live in Newport. You know, you're, you're hanging out. You worked in, in, in Huntington Beach. And yep. I know where that BJ's is, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you said when y'all first started, when y'all got back together, then you guys were, you were, when she called you, you were a bachelor. Yes. I could only yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that time, so uh, I don't know if it's the BJ's you're talking about. The one you're talking about is probably down by the pier. This was uh, BJ's off of uh, Beach in Edinger. So That's the one I was talking about with Michelle Doty. Yep. Yep. Which uh, our old uh, manager from Champs moved over there. She became the GM. That's correct. Yep. And then when I had my studio down in Newport, I was transferred from that uh, BJ's to the one in Balboa. <laughs> so it was like... You know, a bike ride down to the uh, down to the pier, and yeah, man, it, that was a life back then. But thankfully, Les saved me. <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Les, for saving it. We appreciate that. <laughs> so, so we just saw one of the little ones come in. Um, yes. so you guys have four children, right? Yeah. So, how is this pandemic? No, never mind. Let me let me say it differently. Not how, but what has this pandemic done for your family? You know what? And contradictory to, I think, what a lot of people saw this as, we actually saw this as a, a big opportunity for us to really just be more involved with each other. Uh, the kids had so many activities. We already homeschool our children, so that wasn't a big adjustment for us at all. But they had a lot of activities where we were always on the go. He was at the office. I would always be driving with the kids. And so for us to just be quarantined together, we jumped right into that and saw it as a huge opportunity for us to grow many skills, for us to grow more as a family, for us to really just build more our relationship in the business. And it's so, it's so neat to see the kids. Like they, one of them always hated drawing because she always felt so insecure about her drawing. But being in quarantine, she just whipped up her computer and started Googling how to draw. And now she loves to do it every single day. Our five-year-old son has been cooking every single day. Chef crew. Yeah, wow. and then our our oldest daughter, she's 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 our tinkerer. She has so many little arts and crafts started everywhere, and so many projects that she started. So it's really cool. I think it's. It, I mean, it was a, it was a great opportunity for us, to be honest with you. We we loved it. We I'm actually nervous to go back out into the real world, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, more nervous for you than the kids, right? So what what made you guys start? What made you decide as a couple to, to, to homeschool? Um, a lot of reasons. We oh gosh, so we 
When we started really finding ourselves, uh, really finding uh, that there's so much more out there to be able to, to create your own path instead of following the traditional path, we wanted our kids to experience the same thing. You know, both Mark and I grew up with very traditional parents, the traditional path, telling us exactly what we needed to do. And then you go to a brick and mortar school and they, you have to take those specific classes. You have to do exactly everything that they're also teaching you. Having four kids, I, Mo, you know this, they have so many different personalities. And we started seeing just how can one a teacher or one school be teaching the same kid, you know, and have them be stuck in this bubble when they just have so much in them that they want, we wanted them to retain it, you know? And one of the biggest things for me, at least, because I used to help in in our kids' uh, classrooms when they were going uh, to yeah. brick and mortar schools, our second uh, daughter is very out there. She's very wild and free-spirited. And one of the biggest triggers for me to actually bring it up to Mark to start homeschooling was they were coloring in kindergarten and she's very all over the place. She just colors wildly and whatever. And her teacher sat her down and said, no, you have to color in between the lines. You have to do this. And she was just like, no, this is what I want to do. And I, I stood up for her because I'm thinking she's wild and free spirit. If she wants to color, let her color wildly. That's her personality. And so that's that I think was one of my first triggers that I thought, you know what? Like maybe we need to look into something else for them to actually really evolve into something more. And here's our second one right here. You wanna say hi? Hey, what's going on? Oh my god. They now this is look many more just like if, there's the one, if there's one that looks like me, at least I got one. That, but it's it's Oh my goodness! Looks ju just like both of you guys. Like you can put them in the middle. Boom! There you go. Hey, so um, Leslie said something that is I, I thought about this years ago. You talked about the coloring, and I, I have a, a, a theory and a philosophy uh, myself that you talk about coloring inside the lines. Do you know what I took from that? And I started. I took from that at a very young age that it is setting limitations for me right I, i'm also now being restricted so okay number one i had to get up hella early to get here to school right that's the first thing you told me to do now you're gonna tell me the only freedom you get me is I, what color i get to pick kind of really it's a bumblebee but now you're telling me i have to color it yellow and black what if i want an orange damn bumblebee right <laughs> then the third thing you're doing is now you're telling me that I have to color within these lines. Yeah. Restrictions. Do you guys think that you grew from, Leslie, so you had that epiphany when you were watching and, and you defended your child and said, hey, let her color outside the lines. I mean, it's, you know, did it change something in you to identify that at that moment to whereas now you go to Mark. And Mark, what was your thought when she said, I want to homeschool and here's why? I think for me, she would always fill me in on the kids' day at school and the days that she would actually go out there and help. And I couldn't help but notice that some days when she would go there and help, she was so stressed out. She's like, there's kids that aren't as developed as other kids and there's there's only one teacher. Well, there's all these kids. And so she would scratch her head going, 
wait a minute, this, this, this can't be this way. And so we actually had some friends who were already business owners, entrepreneurs, and we knew that they had already homeschooled their, their child. And so she started getting very curious and reached out to them and said, hey, can I talk to you? Can I ask you questions? And from there, they kind of sold it to her, so to speak, about how they have freedom, you know, control of their own time. They, they get to choose what their child gets to learn in school. And she's like, really? And then the more she looked into it, the more she just fell in love with the process. But, you know, it wasn't an easy transition for Les, to say the least. You know, she's like, I don't know if I can do this, especially because the, the first, our first two kids, she was starting homeschool. But we also had two other kids that were pulling at her every single second. Mommy, 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 mommy. And so it was, uh, I would say for the first three to four months, it was a big struggle. But once she finally got the rhythm, then it was, you know, she took off from there. So with all the things that you see there that happens in, in the schools, right? And, and we talk about um, the bullying and the vaping and uh, 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 the, the depression that, that kids have and, and all those things. One thing I see that across you guys' social media is positivity and, and, and encouragement. And it seems to be a very healthy ingredient to uh, your successes and, and stuff that you are doing right now. What is some of the things that you can kind of say to the parents that are, are kind of listening when it comes to positivity, uh, positivity and encouragement and in uh, the direction that you guys are going? So we are really big on that. Again, this isn't exactly the type of environment were both raised in but I think once you uh, really open your mind and you start surrounding yourself with people that that have uh, that have a bigger picture and that stay positive no matter how much adversity they have you kind of just start really soaking into that so we started really building ourselves more and when we see children, and that was one of the things that we saw in regular schools also. And don't get me wrong, um, I, I I don't want, I'm not here to say, oh, everybody's got a homeschool, because I just, I don't really think it's for everybody. But for those that do get a little bit of curious or they want their kids to develop or, or, or grow a different direction, then I highly encourage it. And it always starts with just being open-minded to look into something different. Um, but with, with the schools, we did see a lot of negativity. Um, there was actually a, a child that threatened my daughter at one point and she couldn't go back to school for a good week. Now, we, but we wanna have more control with our family, whereas they wake up every single morning, we say prayers, they say their affirmations. The girls say affirmations every single morning. And they, they, they know a, a routine, a memorized affirmations in their heads but they also write journals on new affirmations that they want to create and things that they want to reach and goals that they want to accomplish. And those alone have really started building their mindset because I think growth mindset is, is really big. You know, I think there's a, too many people that get stagnant in where they are and they think that's all that they're going to reach, but there's just so much more potential. So that was our biggest thing. But we also, and one of the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, feedback or negative feedback that we get from homeschooling is that people think that we're sheltering our children. So I think it's important to 
while we are raising them in a very positive environment, don't get, don't get us wrong, we have conversations with them about what is going on in the world. They know bullying, they know suicide, they know depression, they know racism, they know all, we talk to them about it, but that's, that I think is the beauty of it, is that we actually have control over how we can discuss it with them, and we want them to be able to come to us with any questions. Because again, growing up, I, I was scared of my parents. I mean, Filipino families, <laughs> Oh, I know. I got a friend named Joe Coy. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> so I, we, we just, and he, his dad was like commander in chief of Long Beach uh, PD, commander. super strict commander. <laughs> so we both had really super strict parents, you know, that yeah. I was like really afraid to talk to my parents about anything. So that was one of the things that we really wanted our children to know that hey come talk to us it may be the most awkward freaking topic but we'll we'll you want to be open about it you know so so, so is it is it 100 percent uh homeschool no 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 i'm not that crazy <laughs> <laughs> so, so so how does how does it kind of work so we do charter school okay and, uh so we have an option and there's so many different charter schools but the one that we went with they actually have learning centers so they go to a learning center twice a week. No, actually now it's three no, days a week. No. It, when we started, it was just twice a week. So that allows us, and you can pick whatever classes that they want. And we usually pick, like math is not my, my thing. So math, they go to the learning center for. But language arts, history, that kind of stuff I can do at home. And then everything else they do, they can pick like musical theater, arts, other things that they can do with teachers and their friends and they can you know socialize still that's when we send them to the learning center and that was also a big advantage for me to be able to spend time with the littler ones on those days that the girls are at the learning center and then what the beauty of it too was when this whole uh pandemic the stay at home thing my goodness the charter school adjusted immediately where they jumped straight to uh, distant learning on the computer. Yeah, yeah. So again, we took no breaks. It was like the teachers knew exactly how to handle it, and it, it was a smooth transition for us. It, look, I, and I see it could be a lot of, uh, like even the public school systems and stuff like that, and and of course the private schools. They can learn a whole lot from this, you know, pandemic. And it's so great to see that the the, the charter schools and stuff like that was already there I, I mean you know my kids was like oh my god i'm on a break for a little bit until they figure it out your kids is like man can we get a break <laughs> look speaking of breaks we're going to take a really really quick break for uh, uh some psas and our sponsors we're going to come back and finish talking to the gillises um crusader nation we'll talk about that building a brand more with the gillises don't go anywhere right after this. When I grow up, I want to be a ballerina. I want to be a doctor. When I grow up, I want to be a chef. When I grow up, I want to be a surgeon or a basketball player. I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I want to be a
Our commitment to delivering lifestyles within reach is based on a holistic view of investing. We do not invest simply in brick and mortar, but we invest in the people in our communities and we support their dreams and aspirations. One of the great things about the North Point basketball program is it provides uh, our kids an opportunity to explore their hopes and dreams. I think the greatest thing about the program is that we are developing life skills for them, um, discipline, structure, uh, respect, hard work, friendships, fun. I think in their schools, in their uh, junior highs, in their high schools, and on into college, these are all things that sports is a vehicle to teach them life skills and, and to mentor them into being um, successful people, not only in sports, but in life. Success and stability starts in the home. Avanath provides housing to very hardworking, good people who are pursuing their American dream, and we are incubating that American dream. What we are doing is trying to support those families and help provide activities and mentorship for their children. We're part of their extended family, and it's our dream to help them reach their dreams. That is indeed what Lifestyle Within Reach is all about. just can't talk about on air so therefore we have to take a quick break so we can kind of get that stuff out but now that you're back I'm sure that you got had time to go grab a snack you, you eating on some of that jerky are you nibbling on some of that jerky because if not I got a bag right here I still got a bag right here you want, you want a bag no okay I'll get you a bag uh look we're still here with the with the Gillises with uh Mark and Leslie and uh we had some good times. We kind of reminisced the whole first segment and uh, talked about some homeschooling and stuff like that. Now I kind of want to get into you guys building your brand, uh, which leads me to uh, Crusader Nation. And I know one thing they say is less me and more we. Talk to me about what Crusader Nation is and, and, and what it has uh, done for you guys. You know, it's a, it's an incredible platform. You know, it's a it's a team of professionals that for the past 25 plus years have been out there helping families build a brighter future. Uh, it's something that we were not accustomed to, but like Les was mentioning in the previous segment, you know, we grew up very traditional. You know, our parents, both of ours, hey, you're going to go to school, you're going to get good grades, you're going to get a good job, but one day you retire. And we both went along with that path. But unfortunately, due to the, due to the circumstances that, that I went through, as far as my personal experience with corporate America, man, uh, you know, talk about a, a disaster when your life gets flipped upside down, what are you going to do? And it was at that moment, you know, all the emotions and all the feelings, uh, or let me backtrack real quick, you know, working for corporate America, uh, my entire working life, you know, fast forward to the most recent one, which I'm sure Mo, I think you, you knew where I used to work, but I won't say the name on here. Uh, I was with them for almost 15 years and, uh, you know, we were building a family and I thought that was it because again, I was going along the path that my parents set for me. And, uh, when we started growing our family, we needed more income. It was either go get a second job 
or work overtime at where I'm currently at. And the company I was with said, no overtime whatsoever. As soon as eight hours is done, you're done. So as you can imagine, even though paperwork is piling up because we were short staffed, we were a very small department within that big company, uh, you know, you can never get the work done. So it's either go get a second job. And we always wanted to be parents that we were present with our kids. We wanted to be, I didn't want to be that parent where I worked 40 years of my life and turn around and go, holy cow, where'd all the memories go? Um, and so getting a second job kind of wasn't an option for us because it would take me more away, take more time away from the family. So thankfully this platform, this uh, opportunity found us and we feel now more than ever that more families need an opportunity to create additional income for themselves without having to go through the traditional path, without having to go clocking out of work, without having to go work for somebody else. So what was very foreign to us six years ago, I knew nothing about the industry that we got involved in. Um, you know, fast forward to where we're at today and looking back, we're so thankful and blessed because look at all the crazy things that are happening right now in the world. And we're finally in a position to where we actually get to control our own, our own destiny, so to speak. Yeah, uh, it was, again, it goes back to just the willingness to just be open-minded, you know, because that was what, 30 plus years of us growing up, knowing just a certain path. And that's the thing, it's that people are raised a certain way. And unless you are willing to make a change, unless you are willing to be open-minded and to have just open conversations with people from different backgrounds, uh, different, um, you know, what have you. Um, that's when you really can see that there's just so much more out there. And I think that's so important for parents to be able to do that because that's something that you pass on to your children. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be continuously repeated generation after generation. And that was one thing that we always wanted was to build that generation uh like wealth i guess generation building wealth. yes generation you know building that legacy and being able to actually teach our children something else and allowing them to to create their own path i, I think that's that's a big deal for for kids and to and a big thing for us also was to just make an impact on people we always like you said you know i thank you for all the kind words that you've always said about us mo because I, I do feel like we've always had really good energy, um, but we just never knew how do we how do we take turn that energy from you know the party scenes or whatever how do we turn that energy into good into actually being able to do something good about it and to be able to just spread it to the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is is that you never know the impact that, that you're having on people because you can post things on social media and, and do all these things but you never know who's watching watching listening or uh more importantly who's absorbing and taking in you know what you're dishing out um so i, I think what you guys are talking about a new a new tradition right because the old tradition of how it used to be is a little different and it's not for everybody right I think uh, a lot of times um, people look at wanting to make a change and the biggest thing to failure is fear, right? So that had to be scary for you, Mark, you know, as 
a man who's saying that, you know, I want to do this and I want more hours and I can't get it. What do I need to do? The fear of the unknown and trying to chase that could be a little difficult. So I read something on Crusader Nation and it said, building a strong foundation for your family through personal development and building strong associations with like-minded people. So kind of talk to me about, about the movement um, that they are going after. Yeah, a movement. Uh, imagine that you're a part of a leadership development program. So you're, you're really in it for yourself and not by yourself in order to develop yourself in, in order to become the person that you were born to be. Um, but the industry that we're actually utilizing as a platform is financial services. You know, imagine that we're kind of like the Amazon of financial services. So as we develop ourselves on a personal level, where you have access to close to a hundred different financial companies that we're able to go out there and help people. And it's kind of like a building block. You know, the foundation is, you know, you can't build a house with a roof to start out, right? You got to start with a foundation. And if you're going to really stand up for something that you believe in and want to make a change in this world, then you really got to ask some difficult questions to a lot of the people that you care about, such as number one, is your financial house in order? That's kind of the foundation of where it all starts. And for a lot of people, especially during these crazy times right now, they don't want to take the time or, or now maybe is the time that you really gut check yourself and ask yourself those tough questions like, holy cow, you know, do I have enough money saved up for a, for a situation like this now that I'm out of work? You know, we all see the numbers of unemployment that are through the roof, 20 million yeah. plus, whatever it is. Um, you look 42 at, million. Yeah. You look all across the U.S., um, you know, seven to eight out of every 10 households are living paycheck to paycheck. It's like, this can't be the way that we can sustain our economy. This 23 plus trillion dollars in debt as an economy, you know, and it's like, when when are people going to stand up for, for what they believe in? And so that's where kind of we come in like, okay, if no one else is going to have the tough questions that, that we can, that we can have, we will take the time out of our schedule and sit down and really ask those questions because yeah. it's tough questions that you got to answer for yourself in order to get to where you want to go. So you, you said something about saving, right? And financial saving, you know, for, for a, a family out there, how does that start? Like if you, you said they're, they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. How can they then find the means to be able to start to put money away and stash money away? Yeah, a lot of the times you'd be surprised, Mo, that when we sit down and we do a needs analysis and we're actually looking at their entire financial picture, they may, they may be spending 10 bucks a day on Starbucks or fast food or whatever. And it takes somebody from outside their circle to kind of point that out. You know, to us, it's obvious, but to them, they've been doing it for so long, they feel like they need those, those necessities, whatever have you, instead of want them. And so when we sit down and say, okay, hey, can you cut this out? Or, you know, on the weekend, instead of going out to the bars, you know, for, for one weekend a month, can you actually set aside that money and start saving for your future? So it's it's really, it's like, for us, it's a, it's a very basic concept, right? But for a lot of families, because they've been doing the same thing over and over and over, and they've been re- relying on Auntie Visa and Uncle MasterCard, <laughs> they, need to, they, they need somebody else to really sit down and kind of point out the obvious, if you want to call it that. It's so funny because they... Go I'm ahead, sorry. Leslie. Yeah, no, we, no, we found that it's it's not so much a, a, 
an earning uh, problem, it's more uh, just a spending, spending problem. You know, so it's very important to just really sit down and have that needs analysis. Because that's, I mean, we're speaking from experience also. We didn't realize we were like in a same, similar situation. We were not saving at all. So when our world got flipped upside down with corporate America, we had zero savings because we weren't saving anything. And we just thought, no, we're living very simple life. But when we wrote down everything, did we really need cable? No. When, when just cable alone, when we eliminated that, we saved two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. Right. That's but so true. The little things that you just—do you really need that? Do you really need to go shopping for new clothes or new shoes every single month? Now, we're not saying you have to eliminate all the luxuries, but there's little things that you can cut back on, you know. And so I think saying- also that's another thing. Going back to parenting. I know I always go back to parenting, but that's also a, a habit that you're teaching your children too, you know, right. just to be able to live a simpler life, to be able to save more and plan better. Yeah. That's funny because you say cable is $200 a month. That's true, right? And then Starbucks is $20 a day because most of the time people who drink Starbucks in the morning get Starbucks on their way home, right? So that's 20 bucks. Yes. That's which $100 a week. That's if they don't go get it on Saturday and Sunday, right? right? You take that, put that away, boom. You're right. Right. And it starts with just realizing, you know what? I don't need that Starbucks. Yes, your body may crave it for the first few days or so, but you're you're also helping your health. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. I stopped drinking Starbucks a long time ago and uh, for many different reasons. But yes. And then, of course, all the sugar, you know, I'm prone to diabetes things. So, you know, we call it sugar. Um, so, uh, yes, you're right. Look, I hear, I hear and then see you guys talking about, uh, mentors. Um, and I think you guys had a mentor, um, how important is that? And, and what has it done for you and your family? We still do. And I think we always will, as, as long as we're continuing to, to, to find the best version of ourselves. I think that's so important, especially when you dive into something brand new that you know nothing about. Um, Les mentioned it earlier, you know, associations, associating yourself with the right type of people, high energy, positive. Um, obviously, Mo, if I if I start hanging out with somebody who makes $100,000, but I want to be eventually a millionaire, that person can only get me to six figures, right? So yeah. you got you to gotta raise up your level of association. Just like if I wanted to have beautiful kids and get out of the, the funk that I was in, I need to marry a girl like Les, right? I need to marry him, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's no different so um you know you always got to seek somebody uh higher and you know just like our mentor who helps us get us to where we want to go he's also got a mentor you know he's been yeah. doing this for 25 plus years so you know i think no matter what you're doing i'm assuming mo with with what you're doing you have a mentor as well right of course so it's so important to to actually because you got to follow the footsteps of somebody who's done it before yeah and so, and I think that's a huge part of uh, leadership development. So what, talk about the opportunities. And I, I know they, that uh, that uh, Crusader Nation has a, um, they do events and, and stuff like that. Kind of yeah. talk to me about that and, and what those events, uh, what are they looking to accomplish from those events um, and, and what they're, what, what they're uh, based upon. You know, there's something really huge that we do. Um, maybe you've heard about it. It's called EPR, Encourage, Praise, and Recognize. Yeah. 
You know, it's something that you don't actually get in the corporate world where I was from. You know, um, you have to go back from my corporate experience. You have the, like the, the annual kickoff, right? Or the big, the, the big one a year banquet or you, you have, right? Yeah. And there's a very small group of people who are actually getting the awards. And they say how great the companies did and how many millions of companies, the revenue of the company's bringing in. And then when it comes time for annual review for that raise, it's like 1.2% or whatever it is, right? (laughs) You got to be kidding me, right? So we're part of a platform that sees what's going on in the traditional, the the corporate structure uh, uh, realm. Mm -hmm. And we know, hey, when you feel good, you do good. So a lot of these times, these events are to inspire or to motivate, but it also gives you a platform, for example, for people that go to, um, and I love Tony Robbins. I think he's he's outstanding with what he does in order to make an impact on the world. But when you go to an event like Tony Robbins on a Saturday or for a weekend, when you come back to work on Monday, you have no platform to apply what he's telling you. And so for us, we actually go out and we have these events that you're talking about, whether it's on a weekend, our annual convention every year is in Vegas. You have a platform to apply exactly what you're doing and you're hearing from all the speakers right away. So it's, you know, it's one thing, knowledge is power, but that knowledge is only power once you apply it. And so yeah. for us, we actually have a platform that right? you, you can actually apply right away. Well, it's funny because you had said, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're like the Amazon, you know, and I want to know because Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime, you can get delivery overnight. Is is it overnight? Can you get something overnight when you go? So you go to a, a weekend thing. Do you think people are taking something from it immediately and able to apply it? Yes. Yes. For the right person. Let's talk about that. You know, for the right person. Uh, for people who are going there with already questions in mind, like, okay, what do I want to get out of this event? Who am I going to contact when I get out here? But a lot of people, if they're not really familiar with who they are internally or who they want to become, then yes, the events could be difficult for themselves. But for the right type of person, you know, they're going to go in there and they're going to soak up all the inspiration and motivation, and then they're going to apply it right away. So when I say that it's the Amazon of financial services, you know, the, the instantaneous, right, where you get something to package, kind of this pandemic and this whole Zoom thing is, is what actually made us instantaneous because we used to be knees to knees. You know, we used to be uh, face to face with all of our meetings in order to help families. And now the ease of access for Zoom kind of like exponentially uh, sped up our process, so to speak. I was, I was about to say, do you think that actually like – for us, and I'll talk about the, the high school narrative, the pandemic, although, of course, you know, understanding the magnitude of, of what it did, it took some businesses and I'm busier now Yes, because you are accessible. If, 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 if it wasn't for the pandemic and I called you or Leslie and I said, hey, I need you to come on my show. Well, I'm working right now. I don't know if I'm going to have time to, you know, now. I know you at home. What you going to tell me? No. <laughs> you, you just liked all of our posts. I know you yeah. sit on the couch right now. <laughs> you've been you've been posting. You got 45 minutes to come over, talk, yeah. talk, talk over and kind of talk. So don't you think that this kind of helped you um, and your company, um, just like as it did for uh, the family and the time that you guys are spending together? Yes. 
percent. Yes. Yeah. And I, okay. but I also do think just to kind of uh, I guess play a little devil's advocate on that. Yes, I I think the situation helped us so much, but it also depends on the person's perspective, how they wanna yeah. they wanna really jump into that opportunity. You know, because you can be in a really good position right now and know that you can build so much from this pandemic. But if your mindset isn't there, if you just think, oh my gosh, the world's falling apart around me and I just, I don't know what to do, I'm panicking, and you just kind of sulk and not do anything, that the opportunity that you had right in front of your face is just gonna be washed away. So it really has to do with also just the person being willing to just really push yourself and just not wanna sit back. And that's where, our mentor comes along because he really was just like uh-uh you guys are not sitting back right now like i don't care if you got four children with you 24 7 you are going to work yeah you know yeah. so i mean and, it, and, and it, i'm it, i'm glad you said that leslie when you talk about uh you know people's mental because we we do a lot of shows where we're talking about mental toughness right and those type of things and dealing with kids with anxiety and depression and those and parents you know that are going through those things um, so it's really important, and I will always say, make sure that you talk to somebody, get some help, uh, because I think it's really important. Um, because if you sit back and don't do any of those things and try to do it by yourself, you know, then it could be a lot tougher. Do you guys, uh, if, if somebody wants to get in contact with you or the company, um, do you guys have social media info that you can kind of give to us or contact information? How do you guys? How can you guys be contacted? Yeah. Instagram. So she's at Leslie Gillisey. Uh, I am at Mark G. That's Mark with a CG underscore 3.0. Um, as I continue, <laughs> mode, probably back in the champs days, I was maybe Mark G. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, I wasn't going to say nothing. I was going to kind of let you go to it. Then I was going to say, uh, so just talk to me about why it's 3.0. Yeah, <laughs> uh, eventually I'll get to the 4.0 and the 5.0. You know, it's something that'll that'll constantly evolve as I evolve myself. But it's Mark G underscore 3.0 at Leslie Gillisey, uh, and then at Crusader Nation with a Z. Uh, you, they can see more of our business partners, our associates, our environment, what we provide as a team. Um, but that's pretty much where you can find us on social media. Tony, make sure you get that information. We can do something in post so that we can make sure um, that we get it up, whether it's uh, on our scroll that's uh, that's right above me. Um, if we can get that information up uh, for Mark and uh, and Leslie, that would be phenomenal. So a um, couple more things. Uh, and just so you know, uh, before we get off of this show, I'm going to tell you to grab all four of them and bring them in if, if you guys uh, don't mind putting them on camera just so we can see that that beautiful family. Um, but so I was looking at Crusader Nation and it talks about retirement, insurance protection, emergency savings, debt management, estate preservation and education um, savings, um, which I got to say, I think that all of those, all of those are probably as equally important. Correct? They are. Yeah, we consider that the six steps to financial freedom. You know, if you can go through and knock out every single one of those, um, then yes, you're on your way to financial freedom. But a lot of people, they either need to start at number one, which is additional cash flow, 
right? And then they need to really manage their debt. Um, not many people nowadays think enough about retirement. And that's where we come in. We actually sit down and ask those difficult questions. Because again, too many people, and, and again, we felt afraid of it too. We were only thinking about the, the moment that we lived in. But it takes a somebody else from the outside to come in and say, hey, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? You know, where do you see yourself in the future? Are you be, gonna be doing the same thing you're doing now? And it really takes those, those special questions to really get people to think like, man, if I don't change what I'm doing now, then maybe I'll, I'll and like, like when it comes to the question for retirement, it saddens me, Mo, that a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm just gonna work until I die. I'm gonna work until my 80s. You know, it's like, man, where do you come from? Or who's, who, where's your center of influence that, that thinks that that is the, the way to live your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's one thing if you really actually love what you do. Like, yeah. Mo, I can see you doing this until you're like on a wheelchair with a cane. And if you don't know, I'm sitting in the wheelchair right <laughs> now. <laughs> no, but it makes a difference when you actually really love what you do versus the people that are just miserable, but they feel like that's the only thing they have left. But yeah. really, no. And we are... I mean, connect with us on Instagram. We, I, I will talk to anybody and any, because you know, we are welcome to just help anybody. And it's not even, don't get me wrong, where the, the platform itself isn't for everybody. You actually yeah. do have to qualify for it and stuff, but we're big on just helping people um, see a better life because we've been there. We've, we've lost everything, you know? And so if it wasn't for what we have now, I mean, who knows what it would be. Man, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and tell, telling your story and, and kind of looking to help our viewers. And uh, if you guys want to grab uh, the family and bring them in, I think it's uh, I think it's important because some of our viewers will be able to look and see exactly what you guys are building when it comes to building your family brand. And just so you guys know, it's it's so much. It's it's great for me because I knew them without children, so <laughs> right. it's good to see where they come from and where they look at him. Boy, he just he just did what three point oh Mark Gillespie right there. <laughs> look at this. So this this is our second. This is Joey. What's up, Joey? Joey turns nine on Wednesday. Oh, Joey turns nine. I saw I saw that you guys went to did a drive by birthday. And Leslie is very uh she's very vocal on those drive bys. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine how it would be for Joey for her uh, uh birthday. <laughs> so give us the give us the names. Okay. I'm Bailey. Hi Bailey. And I'm uh, ten years old. Ten. Really loud. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, what's, what's your, your name, bud? Oh, he's a little shy back there. This is Crew, and he's how old are you, Crew? How old are you, bud? He's five. five. Crew is five. Hey, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> he's three, and this is Jet. Oh, and Jet. Awesome. Such, such a beautiful family. It's so crazy. Thank you. Mark and Leslie, I am so proud of you guys. You guys have no idea. Um, it's a beautiful family. I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and kind of 
given us some information. Is there anything you guys want to say to our viewers, um, something to, to high school kids or their parents um, to make sure that we try to uh, keep them on track and get kind of give them some guidance before I let you guys go? Uh, it's too oh, sorry. Well, this, is what this is what normally what happens when we have them all together. That's what happens. <laughs> sorry, bud. Uh, I would say is to always keep an open mind. Okay. Um, to never give up. And I know those are pretty generic, but it really is. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I okay, love sorry, it. what was the question? <laughs> um, last message. Um, be positive. You know, be the change this world needs. Um, speak kindly about everybody, no matter their race. Uh, start by saying hi to somebody. Put a smile on someone's face. Compliment them. You know, these are the things, these are the small things, the intangibles that I think more people need to understand. Uh, in order to make a difference, um, you know, don't talk, don't talk behind anybody's back. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but just be positive, be upbeat. You know, we've, we've always been told, uh, thankfully, that, that we're a very high energy couple. And because we don't feel the need to be negative. We're so excited about life. We're so excited about our family, about where we're headed. Um, but even Mo, your, your smile, your energy, your laughter, your jokes, everything is contagious, you know? And then when I, when I actually found out uh, what your story was about where you started as a server at Denny's. I was like, are you kidding me? Like this guy is now managing a, a huge restaurant and he started out as a server at Denny's. First of all, what the heck was he doing at Denny's? But little did I know that you were in pick, impacting so many lives back then. And then to where you, where you grew uh, to the restaurant and now what you're doing now, it's just, it's incredible. I think more people need to be just more positive. Yes. But they need to they need to find something that makes them happy. I think you alluded to that a little bit earlier, Mo. Is they need to find what they're passionate about and don't get stuck in the rut because we all have options as human beings in this world. But it's about taking something that you love, following that true passion, and then doing it over and over and over and over. Awesome. And also, I think uh, seeing the bigger picture. If you actually have a big picture of a, a vision of where you want to be and what you want to do, and that was one thing that you and I kind of talked about, Mo, that we forgot what we wanted to be when we got stuck just getting in a job that was paying our bills and so we just got comfortable in that. But then having children and then seeing how big their dreams are, it allowed us to actually really have that big picture again of what we really wanted to become and how much impact we wanted to do. And once you have that, draw, have a vision board of what you want to do and what you want to become. And that makes all the smaller things that you have to do on a daily basis, that makes it so much easier to know which things you actually need to do on a daily basis. Because that's one thing that as a parent, you're, you're working, you're cleaning, you're cooking, you're raising kids, you're homeschooling. There's so much that it can feel overwhelming but if you know the big picture, all those smaller things that you need to do, you know exactly which direction you need to go. And it allows you to be able to eliminate everything else that's really not important. So Awesome, awesome. One last thing, give us your contact information, social media stuff one more time. Uh, 
and then uh, we'll kind of close out. It's uh, at Leslie Gillisie. It's L-E-S-L-I-E-G-I-L-L-I-S-S-I-E. At Mark, M-A-R-C, G underscore 3.0. And then our, our business page is at Crusader Nation. That's C-R-U-Z-A-D-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N. Awesome. Well, thank you guys uh, for coming on to the show today. I really appreciate it. I'm so proud of you guys and what you guys are uh, have become and, and where you're going. Um, I have movie nights on Friday and Saturday nights. You, you know, I know we're in the pandemic and it's starting to clear up. I would love for you to bring your battalion over and uh, sit outside my garage with us and, and kind of watch a movie, do a movie night with uh, me and the family. That would be amazing. Um, Look, thank you for everybody out there who took some time out of your day to listen to my annoying voice. Usually I come up and I close with some of this stuff and I'm gonna say today that the cause outweighs the health risk. The cause outweighs the health risk. And when when it becomes things like that and you're in a pandemic, and you're looking at the way society is trying to take a stand for social equality and fight injustices, you have to be loud. Don't be silent. Do not be silent. Listen, my podcast from week to week will be covering anything and everything from adolescence, high school education, high school sports, and athletes. I will continue to to interview educators, athletic directors, and people who are looking to bring positive changes. My hope is to share my passion for education, high school extracurricular activities, and higher learning. We will continue to cover those topics that will further our educators, build our community around education and higher learning. You can find me on social media anywhere on Twitter, Mo, I'm sorry, at Mo underscore or, that's with two R's, or on Instagram, at Mo, the HS Narrative, and make sure to uh, sure to subscribe to all and any of my podcast apps. I will leave you with this. Take some time and do something nice for someone else. In turn, someone will do something nice for you. Stay motivated, and that is pun intended. And remember, when adversity comes, look it straight in the eye and say, I'm strong, I'm loved, and I will overcome you. I got to go. You have been watching and listening to Talk to Talk with Mo Orr for Tony, uh, Mark, and Leslie. I'm Mo. Until next time, be the voice that creates change. I'm out. Yes. So what is Blast Athletic? Blast is an online network that connects team websites, athlete showcases, and the best sports fundraiser on the planet. In other words, we created a team website and app where teams can not only communicate through shared calendars and announcements, but also build a community by writing recaps, selecting MVPs, sharing highlight videos, posting photos, scores, stats, and much more. Everything your team posts to your team website will automatically connect to each athlete's individual blast showcase building their sports resumes in real time. Athlete showcases were designed with coaches and scouts to 
specifically enable accurate and thorough athlete analysis from anywhere in the nation. Then, each week, Blast takes that same content your team posted and sends out an email update to each sponsor, focusing on the athlete they support. Trust us, Grandma would rather have a photo a week than any amount of cookie dough.